are many ways out of the world. There are portals in wardrobes, there are places where the, the veil is thin in fairy rings in the forest. Sometimes people even, uh, their outrage can get so great at the world that their denial of events causes the world to deny them back and they simply pop out of existence. What do we think it looks like when Nia finds her way out of the world? Oh boy. <laughs> what does it look like to everyone else that's in the world when it happens? Or does it look like to what her? What does it look like to her? So can I tell you a bit about what I think Nia is and does? Yes. So she's a police detective. Uh, and um, she's on a particularly tricky case involving the disappearance of a child, uh, and she's getting absolutely no traction um, and becomes so frustrated with the lack of leads that she goes home one night, goes home one night, shuts the door and screams into her pillow and then pop, gone. As she realises that... There, there is a, there is a moment as she screams that she realizes that she is falling out of the world. What goes through her head as she realizes that she's leaving, she's potentially leaving her entire life behind. Uh, I think the first thing is, but I need to know what happened to that child, and then straight away it's a rush of mum, dad, sisters, friends. And just a sort of desperate the claw to try and stop it from happening, but it's too late. If uh, if she has a desperate claw to try and stop it from happening, uh, can you roll for yes. it? And this would be something extraordinary to try and stop this happening. Okay. <laughs> that is a ten, <laughs> yeah. which means that Nia successfully, having half screamed herself out of reality... The, the thought of leaving all of that behind, leaving the case unfinished, leaving her friends and family, actually pulls her back. Yeah. And she finds herself once more lying with her face in a pillow in the real world. Okay. But knowing that something very strange just happened. Oh, man. What's it look like for Marlo? I think what happens is um, Marlo gets um, gets shot, and when she is lying on the t- like the table in the morgue, being prodded and poked by the by the coroner, she wakes back up again. What were the circumstances of the shooting? What what are Marlo's circumstances? So Marlo is. Um, an ordinary, or relatively ordinary, um, young woman. Um, she is still at university, so she's she's young and she's studying for her art degree, um, and she likes to draw. And she accidentally witnesses a crime, um, and decides to. She doesn't try and like solve the crime because she kind of knows who's done it, but she wants to be able to kind of get some kind of vengeance for the person who was killed in the in the crime that took place um and uh as a result of that the people who committed the crime find out that she knows that they did a murder and they come for her and they shoot her can we see some of the scene where it it all 
um, comes to a climax. Um, yeah. And she, she's confronted and realises that she's out of her depth with these people. So um, she's been kind of gathering the, the know-how and the skills to be able to do them harm. Um, so the first uh, thing that she does is she's um, kind of trained herself to be able to um, physically defend herself I'm imagining a kind of like kick-ass style situation. Um, and uh, she thinks that she is physically able to take them and confronts um, these two, the two murderers in um, an alleyway um, and kind of comes face to face with them and is ready to do battle with them with this kind of um, like one of those long like fighting staffs. Um, and the reality is that one of them just pulls out Well, why don't you roll? A gun. Okay. This is tr- you're trying to do something extraordinary here, so you need a nine or ten. Eight. So uh, yeah, she tries to she tries to fight them, thinking that she's going to be able to kind of yeah run up the run up the wall, batter them, and then um, you know maybe tie them up and leave a note for the police or something like that. Um, classic. classic. And uh, what actually happens is that. Um, the guy on the left pulls out a gun and shoots her in the head. And fast forward to the morgue. Yeah. Uh, as does does her body sit up or does she sit up out of it? She like sits up out of it. Yeah. And the 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 scene in the morgue uh, begins to begins to fade away, and it's it's like a mist is coming in from mm-hmm. the from the edges of the scene, or like her her vision is clouding over. And the scene, the scene before her morphs to a, uh, a a rolling plane that slopes gently away, gently undulating into the distance, uh, still with this this faint mist over everything, or perhaps slightly mm-hmm. blurred vision. And it is it is a desolate landscape of ruined buildings and structures uh, of all kinds of different styles some Holly recognises from her life some she recognises from books some she does not recognise that are totally alien to her seem to have come from a completely different place this is, the, this is where Marlow finds herself yeah. what does it look like when Nia has her second opportunity to fall out of the world now that I think that it having happened once, that Nia's um, Nia's awareness that the world is is kind of simply a layer that it is possible to break becomes greater, and she becomes more aware of these thin patches, these portals, these exits, this this possibility of willing yourself out. Uh, so, what what do we think her? Se- how many, first of all, how long is it before the second opportunity comes? And what do you think it looks like? Six weeks later, uh, the case has been wrapped up in her usual style. Uh, she's pursued all the leads and turns out that the child was a part runaway, part kidnap. So got kidnapped and then ran away from the kidnapper, um, but was too scared to get back home again. Um, so that's, that's kind of all been neatly tied up with a bow. And then, of course, being an incredibly curious person, uh, Nia's attention is fully turned now to this idea that there's another layer or layers to the world that she's previously known as it. So she approaches it really logically and um, assumes that kind of the combination of emotion 
was what led her to discovering the the thinness of the layer uh and sort of tries to will herself back into that same situation so goes back to her bedroom shuts the door on the world and screams back into the pillow and uses all of the kind of pent-up frustrations of life to to will herself back into that state what's going through her head vis-a-vis friends family and all the things that tie her to this world her curiosity has just overtaken the the any need she feels to 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 be there and i think in a kind of arrogant way there's an assumption that there'll be a way back or a way to contact them so it's it's weighed up the pros and cons all right in which case roll an add one okay because i think your hunger is overwhelming your anchor at this point okay (laughs) <laughs> oh, cool. So that's, that's, a, that's a solid two. <laughs> so it doesn't work this no, time. No. So recreating the circumstances uh, of the of the original uh, the original shift don't seem to work. Okay. But is this still something that consumes Nia? Will she try again? Oh yeah. I mean, just the the curiosity is is too much for it to not. Um, to not happen so she's just started like a little um like a little notice board uh at home with lots of uh, bits of red string and clues uh to try and try and investigate it so tell us about some of the uh some of the points on that on that murderer board like what are some of yeah. the things that she investigates <laughs> so some of the things are uh, uh missing people because she's thinking well if i was about to pop out of existence that is clearly going to have happened to other people so approaching missing persons cases with a very different um, point of view than ever before and looking at people who were um, have it like experiencing something extreme in their lives at the time that they disappeared um, and sort of getting rid of the the less likely cases and, and really honing in on the people who she thinks are, are most likely to have, have gone that way in these investigations, uh, I think it I think it takes some time, uh, but Nia finds either a doorway or a or a thin patch of some description somewhere where the yep. veil is thin or there is a yeah. crack that she can fall through. Yeah, so there's there's an abandoned house in uh, Shoreditch which has um, had a, a, a weirdly concentrated number of people gone missing in the sort of half a mile radius around it. Um, as being sort of the last place they were reported seen, so that that she tracks down that house and and goes into it, and in one of the rooms, there's there's basically just trash everywhere. It's just discarded stuff, nothing particularly identifiable, like a burnt out mattress and some like old plastic bags, and really nothing of nothing until you get to the room at the top, and there is a wardrobe in weirdly good looking condition, uh, probably sort of eighteenth century. Um, but it's it's clearly looked after, like it's got highly polished wood and looks like it might be worth something. So it doesn't really make any sense that it's not been nicked. So she she has a little look inside. Inside, it at first appears to be a mundane wardrobe. There are still some uh, some wire coat hangers hanging in there, but the, but no no clothes of any kind, any possessions in this house have, have been cleared out. The wardrobe doesn't seem deep, and yet. The back is in complete darkness. She's going to stride on into the back of the wardrobe. (laughs) 
And I mean stride, like not even feeling my way, just just striding. The darkness at the back of the wardrobe uh, is is cool, uh, as if it's a kind of um, as if Nia is walking into fog, except that the darkness is is complete. Um, and she walks, still with that confidence, even yeah. though it's pitch black around. Does she look back at all? No. And eventually, uh, a soft grey light uh, becomes visible ahead of her, and she emerges into a a vast hall. Uh, the ceiling is so high that it is it is shrouded in this kind of vague mist. Uh, it is wide. There are windows that are broken, and there is a sense of um, of decrepit grandeur to the whole place. There is something weird about it. It that it doesn't seem. It's not like a, a, a architecture that you recognise. Right. There is something unsettling about it. What do you What do you think the kind of unsettling detail of what this place looks like is? So the the walls seem to be skewed. Like they're they're at a, a strange angle that sort of leans in, so it makes you think that it must be tapering to a point, but there's no tapered point. Yeah, the, the whole geometry of this space seems off somehow. Yeah. It's very strange. But there does now seem to be a solid floor underneath. Um and uh stretching away uh into the far distance uh are two rows of looms, all silent each with uh, a finished tapestry on it in various states of threadbareness. Some have very uh, rich, colourful thread. Some are very faded, as if they've been there for for centuries. Um, Some have threadbare patches. Some seem to be in pretty decent condition. Uh, But every single one is different. Every single one um, is intricately detailed and and weaves a uh, a scene with many many tiny figures and creatures uh, and all sorts and every single one is is unique and the final detail Neo notices is that there's there's somebody else here Marlow doesn't know how long she's been in this place it could have been hours could have been weeks. From the point where she stood at the top of that slope, gazing down at all of these all of these ruins, what has she been doing? What would have been her first instinct in this place? Um, probably to have a bit of a look around, and maybe also to see if I've got anything with like. She knows she's come out of her body, but maybe she wants to have a look around and see if she's got anything, like she has the things on her that she had when she was a physical person, or whether she's completely naked, but like she was on the table of the of the morgue. Um, I think, tell, tell us whatever you think would be the most yeah. interesting thing. I think it might be interesting if she has to go looking for something, yeah. like to cover herself up yeah. with. Like, yeah. So maybe she is yeah. in the same situation she was in. Yeah. And I think she's, yeah, so I think I think she's even got like the, she's got like the kind of like wound in her head from the gunshot and, but is ostensibly com- completely alive. 
Um, so yeah, she goes, I think just goes for a look around to, you know, slightly nervously, but there's obviously nobody, well, there doesn't seem to be anyone else around, but looking for, yeah, something to cover herself up with and then for some kind of shelter or somewhere to kind of settle as a base to kind of work out what's going on and what she should do next. It's very still and silent and... It's chilly, mm-hmm. but not uncomfortably so. Like, there's no bite because there's no movement, there's yeah. no chill, no wind chill. And uh, Marlowe searches. It's very easy to find shelter because there yeah. are these shells of, of buildings in various states of ruination yeah. everywhere. So, um, why don't you, you tell us about one that particularly catches Marlowe's attention that she thinks would be a good bet to look for stuff? Yeah, so. Um... I think uh, Marlowe kind of has a a little bit of a kind of look around at the nearest buildings to her and some of them look like buildings that are familiar so she gravitates towards the ones that and there's one that looks like a kind of typical kind of like two up two down house that you would find in you know any any suburb in in England so she kind of goes goes and tries to get into that one thinking if there's going to be something useful then i'll probably be able to find it in here so she heads into um in through the front door or tries the front door so the half of the roof of this two up two down is uh is caved in Mm -hmm. and or just seems to have uh just broken down through through aging um but the the front door still holds reasonably strongly so uh, does Marlowe try to get in that way or find another way in? I think Marlowe takes a look and just sees if any of the windows are broken on the ground floor that she could like easily open and climb in that way. Uh, yep, one of them has most of its glass missing. There's yep. still still a few uh, nasty-looking pointy shards on the bottom of the frame. Okay. Uh, but it'll be easy enough to get in. Yeah, so she carefully just tries to avoid those and reaches her arm in to un- unlatch the window and pull it open. Okay, roll uh, ordinary. Two. Uh, Marlowe succeeds. Crushed it. <laughs> Crushed <laughs> it with a two. <laughs> so uh, the inside of the house uh, is, it's very still and it seems to have been there a long time, but there is no, the weird thing is that there's no dust. Right. Anywhere. So it has this sense of having been empty for years mm-hmm. and abandoned, um, but there doesn't seem to have been any sort of build up of dust or, or anything along those lines. Um, but uh, it is still furnished and it still seems to be kitted out with like there's utensils in the kitchen mm-hmm. drawers, there's stuff in the drawers in the in the bedrooms. So uh, what does what does Marlo find to kit herself out with? So uh, she uh, goes into one of the bedrooms and opens up a wardrobe um, and finds um, clothes that clearly belong to um, an adult man. Um, so she kind of has a rummage for um, a t-shirt and pulls one of those on before she goes um, into the 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 second bedroom um, that she goes to take a look in and she manages to find some clothes that belong to a young younger woman so thankfully she manages to find a pair of jeans that kind of roughly fit her so she pulls those on as well but sticks with the with the giant t-shirt Okay, and let's let's fast forward through however long it is yeah. that, that Marlo is here before somebody else turns up. 
does she uh, continue just kind of scavenging, scavenging stuff from all of these places? Yeah, I think she's probably looking for uh, something to hold, th- like hold things in. Um, she doesn't feel hungry or thirsty yet, but doesn't know if maybe she will because she is currently operating under the assumption that she's dead and therefore maybe doesn't have an appetite. Um, and then also goes to try the water in the bathroom to see if she can clean up the kind of slightly gross head wound that she's sporting as well. Uh, the tap works for a certain amount of time. Okay. It seems like it, it, it's maybe drawing from a tank. Yeah. And that the, the tank runs out within about five minutes of you starting to use it. Okay. So she yeah, quick, yeah, quickly just uses that to clean the wound as best yeah. she can and then gives it up and heads out of the house again. All right. And uh, so Marlowe continues to sort of explore and scavenge and, and find uh, things in mm-hmm. ruins until she finds herself in this in this hall of looms and tapestries. So what does Marlowe look like by the time uh, Nia arrives and sees her? Um, so, yeah, she's a kind of uh, little skinny sort of 19 year old wearing a much too big light blue T-shirt with some kind of ridiculous, like maybe like 80s slogan or something on it, like we ran the world. And then a pair of like ripped up jeans and has a backpack and a quite big, slightly oozing head wound and not a lot else. And uh, what does Nia look like? What does Marlo see? Nia is wearing some stretchy, skinny jeans because she's off duty. Nice. Um, And it was winter so she's got on a um a long sleeved black top um and over the top of that there is uh, like a um a chunky knit sweater and then over that a green parker with fur trim hood uh and some kind of uh yellowy beige chunky like walking boots uh, and if she was uh, she was a detective on a murder case, she, she, I'm assuming she's sort of middle age, definitely older than Marlo. Yeah, definitely older than Marlo, um, but younger than... Well, I mean, it depends what you mean by middle age. She's 32, um, and she's got her hair up in a, like a no-nonsense bun, um, and has her police credentials on her. And uh, Marlo and Nia see each other in this strange place, and what do they do? So Nia's going to straight away just pull out her police badge and say, uh, stop, police, who are you, please? Marlo's been waiting for somebody else, like, to be confronted by something and has been probably assuming that that thing would be very, very scary, whatever it is. So I think before she has a chance to really appreciate who it is that she's got in front of her, she kind of dives to hide behind the nearest large object, so maybe behind one of these looms or something, to try and not be seen and then when she hears the stop police she doesn't know whether to be reassured or more frightened because she's just been kind of involved in like this kind of criminal activity uh why don't you try and roll roll ordinary to try and hide from this police officer (laughs) behind a loom (laughs) (laughs) two successfully hidden so good at ordinary Uh, stuff so the 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 slight figure of of Marlo dressed in the the adult man's clothes that we <laughs> dives behind one of the looms and uh, is lost to sight okay. for the moment. What does Nia sure. do? Sure, I'm gonna carry on talking. Uh, I'm gonna be like, "Hello, Did, do you know do you know where we are? Do you live here? I'm not gonna hurt you. Can you come out and have a chat with me, please? You're not in any trouble." 
Because I'm used to like chasing down kids. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think um, upon hearing this, uh, Marlo is maybe deciding that it's probably worth the risk to try and find out what the hell is going on to go out and meet a person who seems to be in roughly a similar situation to her. So just ever so very slowly and carefully kind of just peeps out from around the corner of where she's hiding to try and just make sure that she can see the, like, the person who it is and that she's not having a kind of trick played on her. Okay, so this head emerges from behind all the looms. Oh, hello. (laughs) You all right? And I think, yeah, Marlo's just going to step out into the light such as it is. Do you know what's going on? Because I don't think I do. <laughs> not not entirely clued up on the situation, no. Um, how long have you been here? Maybe a few hours, but I'm not really sure. So it hasn't... Got, I mean, you think it's a few hours, but it hasn't got dark or anything, so... No, and I have no, no method of telling the time. I was naked when I got here. Why were you naked when you got here? Well, the last thing I remember is waking up on a table in the morgue because I think I was shot in the head. That would explain that gaping wound. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> who, 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 are you, who are you? Uh, I'm Nia. I'm a, I'm a police detective and um, I, I guess I've been looking into strange disappearances uh, and then got so curious I disappeared myself through a wardrobe like off of Narnia ah okay yeah that's weird that's yes. very weird yes uh, everything about this is weird yeah what I mean what okay what, what have you found while you've been here um so I've got these clothes that I found in a house yes. that just looks like a regular house right not like this weird place that we're in right now okay um and I got this backpack that I put a knife uh, I've got a knife and I've got a towel and I've got a <laughs> torch um and a lighter ah you are very resourceful you're my kind of girl has Marlow ventured into any of the weirder-looking structures? Uh, no. So you don't have anything. You don't have anything unusual. No, All the not things yet. That you have are things that, yeah. that Nia would recognise yeah. as normal world stuff. Yeah. But there are loads of places around here that are weird-looking, like this place. Yeah. This is the weirdest-looking place I've been in so far, though. Well, I mean, I, I guess, and you've not encountered any people, any no. other people. Okay. Well, I think all we all we can do is. Um, is is have a good look around, right? Okay. Oh, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Marlo. How old are you, Marlo? Nineteen. Okay. So you walk together. Yep. For some time. Yep. And it's all very awkward. Yes, so awkward. <laughs> the rows of looms either side uh, of this hall never seem to end. The hall see it. It looked finite from the outside. Marlowe's seen yeah. the outside, Nia hasn't, uh, but appears to go on forever, or perhaps you're, you're looping somehow, mm-hmm. the geometry seems strange. And after an indeterminate amount of time, uh, you hear a sound behind you, uh, quite some distance behind you, where you know that there was nothing when you walked past, but you hear a sound behind you that sounds like it's the, the, the slight metallic ping of... Literally a pin dropping. Right. I'm going to whirl around. Yeah, whirl around. Did you hear that? Yes, I heard that. What do you think it was? Why aren't you whispering? (laughs) Sorry. Let's approach. (laughs) You can just about, uh, in the distance back the way you came before the end of the hall disappears into mist, uh, make out a uh, 
uh, a short, uh, hunched, dark shape huddled by one of the looms. Yeah, okay. Oh, Cosimodo's here! <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere, anywhere near that. I am going near that. I am going to I'm slowly gonna... approach. I'm going to stay at a safe distance. Okay, fine. Marlo, you stay there. Uh, I'm going to slowly approach. If things go south, run. Out of the building. Not along this never-ending building. Out okay. of it. Out of it. You approach. Are you approaching with sort of uh, stomping police authority or are no. you approaching stealthily? Stealthy caution. Uh, okay. Uh, roll ordinary to try and move quietly. Seven. Uh, okay. You managed to come up. How close would you like to get to this, uh, this shape uh, without being heard? Uh, like four foot away. Uh, so you get within four feet and the shape uh, resolves itself as it comes out of the mist into a a figure in a uh, in a dark shawl uh-huh. hunched over and appears to be sort of patting down the floor for something that it's potentially dropped the figure so it, it's a humanoid figure okay has, you can see you can see the hands greetings they, humanoid <laughs> <laughs> the hands uh, that are patting the floor uh, seem um, like like knobbly knuckled yeah. and and, um, and old. It's the witch but, from Snow White, but like yeah, yeah. like strong okay. and, and kind of still still supple and still still good. Okay, so I'm holding quite a defensive stance and I'm ready for action, but I'm just gonna fairly in a fairly low, gentle tone. I'm just gonna say hello. <gasps> Who's there? Uh, my name's Nia. I'm a police detective. That's how I always introduce myself. <laughs> of course. Uh, who are you, please? The figure sort of froze as soon as you uh, spoke, but now very slowly uh, turns and faces you, and the the shawl falls back, and you see that it appears to be a, a wizened old woman. Yeah. Um, with sort of straggly grey hair. Yeah. Um, wearing a blindfold mm. with um, embroidered right in the centre a a single eye. Oh no! No one's supposed to be here. Why is no one supposed to be here? Oh, it's my fault. I told them this would happen if they left me to continue the work alone. All these tapestries, impossible to do alone without a few dropped stitches. Uh, what, what, why, what work do you do here? Why do you work on the tapestries? What are they for? They are, they are the, the weavings of the worlds. But what do they do? What, what's their significance? All these questions. I, it's been so long. My mind is hazy. I forget the purpose. There is only the work that must okay. be okay. done. Okay, it's all right. It's okay. So who's they that you're talking about? These people that have told you to do this on your own? My sisters. They became old and, and left. Mono. <laughs> It's safe for you to come out if you want to come and join me in this bizarre conversation. Uh, Marlo's slowly kind of sidling up, staying a little bit of a distance still. You've probably heard what we've been saying. Yeah, I think, yeah, able to hear that. I read a graphic novel about this once. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She's like one of the fates from Greek mythology, weaving weaving the world. Like in the Disney movie Hercules. Oh, yeah. I like that film. Good soundtrack. Any, I mean, that's the closest I've got. Okay, so, a wizard old lady. <laughs> Do you have a name? I did. Once I had many, 
all forgotten to me now. Okay, why are you here today? What is it that you need to be doing now? I'm always here. I must weave anew. I must repair damage. I must restore dropped threads. And she reaches out a hand, flings back her sleeves, and where her hands were sort of empty before when they were patting at the floor, she's now holding a, a spindle in one hand and a shuttle in the other. Right. I'm sorry my decrepitude has led you to this. This reweaving will be a balm. And the spindle begins to turn in the palm of her hand. And Nia feels a tugging on one finger of her hand. And as she looks down, sees that, like somebody's pulling on a loose thread on a jumper, her hand is starting to unweave. Not cool, guys. Not really not cool. Thread is streaming off her hand and curling around the spindle and shooting off that and into the shuttle in the crone's other hand. And she throws the shuttle towards the nearest loom, which springs into life and begin, begins weaving this thread into the tapestry that's there. Yeah. And as this happens, Nia's hand is gone, her arm is beginning to go, what do Nia and Marlowe do? I am shouting, stop! Stop that right now! Make her stop. Marlowe! Marlowe! What, what do I do? What do I do? Kick that old lady's ass right now! <laughs> So um, I think Marlo's going to go for like the, the like full some full rugby tackle situation. So just launches herself at the old woman. Roll extraordinary. Seven. That's equal. So that's a fail. Yeah. So I think Marlo makes makes an impact mm-hmm. because the 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 old woman doesn't seem to she doesn't move she doesn't try and get out of the way but it just she stands firm and it's almost like she's rooted to the floor and it doesn't seem to have any effect on whatever it is that she's doing to Nia okay I'm gonna execute a roundhouse kick to her head (laughs) roll extraordinary three Nia's police training kicks in yeah from the I'm sure that's what they teach you first kick people in the head from the police taekwondo club (laughs) yeah that sounds about right. <laughs> but uh, and the the kick is perfectly executed. But as her leg swings towards the the old woman's head, it unravels. Oh God! You're unraveling all I know. And within seconds, Nia is gone, <sighs> woven into the tapestry. And what what did what did Nia's thread look like? I think it's almost like a like a like a stop motion animation <laughs> in that it it kind of suddenly going from just flesh goes into like suddenly very real like slightly fuzzed yarn and just looks the same tone as the the bit of you that's unraveling like including your clothes and yeah. your hair and all the rest of it um, but it's almost like you're being sucked into some kind of yarn based stop animation so it's this quite rough yarn which actually as it's being woven into this tapestry looks like, it stands out. It is mm-hmm. not of a piece with the rest of the thread that's been used to weave this tapestry. It, it does not fit in. But Nia is gone, woven into this tapestry. Marlo, what do you do? Run. Run, run away. <laughs> Roll ordinary. 
nine. Marlow runs and gets four or five steps before she feels a tug. Mm-hmm. And stops, pulled up short, and turns and realises that the same thing is happening, this time from starting at the small of her back. And thread is streaming out of her and uh, onto the, the spindle of the old woman. And she recalls the shuttle and throws it at the next nearest loom, so not the same one that Nia was woven into. Uh, what does Marlowe's thread look like? I think it's good. looks kind of like, it's almost like a kind of gossamer, like... It has a kind of transparency about it, which maybe could be to do with the fact that she's not actually alive anymore. And it's kind of got that kind of, you can see all the colour, like the colours that it should be for Marlowe's body, but it's slightly transparent or like slightly translucent. So you can kind of see through it. Yeah. So again, it kind of stands out on this loom that it's being being woven into. It, it catches the, what what light there is here. Um, and has this kind of ghostly quality mm-hmm. to it as it as it goes in. Uh, does Marlowe try and do anything as she sees herself unraveling? She's her her midriff is actually kind of unraveling, and there is now a gap. But her her upper body and her legs yeah. stay standing despite this this strange gap in her middle. Probably try and turn like maybe turn around to look at the old woman. Like you, in an instant reaction, try and see where it's going and what's happening, and just kind of. Shouts like, why are you doing this to me? She she seems sort of weirdly apologetic as uh, you are kind of pulled towards her by this by this spindle. I I'm I'm I am sorry, it is my failure that you are here at all, that you fell, that you you your stitches were missed and you you were drawn and from your from your own from your own weaving, this is this is all I can do. She's just going to kind of try and like grab a, the thread and see if she can kind of like pull it back out. Roll yeah. extraordinary. See, roll extraordinary. Four. No. Uh, Marlo grabs at the thread, but once again, the hand reaches for the thread, but the hand is gone by the time it mm-hmm. reaches. Marlowe is unravelled, woven into this other tapestry, and the hall is once again quiet. You've been listening to merely role players. Ellie plays near. Vicky plays Marlowe, I'm Matt, your host, and we were playing All Out of Bubblegum, a role-playing game by Jeffrey Grant and Michael Sullivan. Marlowe and Nia will return. She dressed as Marcella. Accidentally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Slash cross with Sarah Lund. Maybe I should, maybe I should swap out the parka. <laughs> no, I like it. I think that's exactly what she would be wearing. <laughs>